My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 31st of October. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. Over the last few months, you've likely seen headlines that referred to a high-profile man who had been charged with rape in the Queensland city of Toowoomba. We are limited with what we can tell you. Now, while we can tell you what he is accused of, I can't tell you who he is. Now, a high-profile man accused of two counts of rape will keep his identity hidden. Late last week, that man was publicly named for the first time. Former political staffer Bruce Lerman, who had previously been accused of rape by fellow political staffer Brittany Higgins in January of 2021. Lerman has always denied those allegations and hasn't entered a plea in the Toowoomba case. As you can tell from that little snippet, this deep dive will be discussing themes of sexual assault and rape. So if you're not in the headspace to listen to today's podcast, we will be back with you again tomorrow. Before we jump into it, though, Sam, let's get into the headlines. Rental vacancy in Australia has hit a historic low. That's the percentage of rental properties that are available on the market but untenanted. The PropTrack quarterly rental report shows that the vacancy rate is down to 1.1%. The lowest rates were found in Adelaide, regional South Australia and Perth. Parts of the Western Downs in Queensland are still under emergency bushfire warnings. Lucky Road in Tara is still under a leave immediately warning. That's at the time of recording. Over 40 homes across the Western Downs have been destroyed in the bushfires. In Brazil, 12 people have died in a plane crash. This is the second plane crash in the country in less than two months. The small plane crashed just after takeoff in Acre, a state in Brazil's west. And the good news, this one feels like you need to watch it for it to make sense, but a kitten was saved after being caught in a car's dashboard. I watched a video as they undid the dashboard in what will be a very expensive endeavour for the car. There's nothing better than a podcast that tells you to go watch a video. (laughs) Well, Fire and Rescue New South Wales posted the video if you want to go watch it. They did say that the cat was unharmed uh, after it was trapped there for two hours. That's good. We need some good news. Zara, it's good to be back on the podcast after quickly popping over to Washington, D.C. last week to hang out at the White House and see who would talk to the Daily Oz. It um, was our best month of podcast ever. and In terms of how many listeners? <laughs> the only had. month that That's we great. haven't been on the podcast. That's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll just move on from the two years we've been doing it every day. And <laughs> So thank you to our amazing team who have filled in for both of us as we both took some time away. Uh, and have created an excellent product. Totally. And while I was away, there were a couple of really big stories Mm. across the Australian newspapers. Mm -hmm. I'm still catching up, and I want to talk about why Bruce Lerman, the man accused Mm -hmm. of raping Brittany Higgins Mm -hmm. in Canberra in 2021, is back in the news for a different case. Mm -hmm. Can you talk me through the big headline here? So at about 5 p.m. on Thursday afternoon, we found out that Bruce Lerman could now be named as the, quote, high-profile man that was charged with rape in Toowoomba earlier this year. Finally, the veil of secrecy is shattered. We have some breaking news now. A high-profile man accused of rape who has fought to keep his identity a secret can finally be exposed. Tonight, for the first time... We can tell you Bruce Lehrman is the high-profile Toowoomba man 
facing more allegations of rape. But I think in the first place, we need to reintroduce who Bruce Lerman is and why you might be familiar with his name. So in February 2021, a political staffer who worked for the Liberal Party at that time, her name was Brittany Higgins, she publicly alleged that she had been raped two years earlier by another staffer who was at that point unnamed uh, and she alleged that this happened in the office of Linda Reynolds, who was then the defence minister. The fallout from that allegation was huge. We cannot overstate the ripple effect that it had across the country. An alleged rape inside the People's House has sparked a political scandal. An explosive allegation that throws the spotlight once again on the culture inside Parliament House. The Prime Minister's response is also in question after Ms Higgins accused him of victim blaming. Brittany Higgins' story has prompted an outpouring of anger about the treatment of women and demands for change. It's a message heard loud and clear from the women on Parliament lawns to the men in the building. Enough is enough. Then in August of 2021, Bruce Lerman was named as the person who Higgins alleged had raped her and the case went to trial. It's very important to note here that Lerman pleaded not guilty at that time and to this day he maintains his innocence. So then we fast forward to last year, 2022, when a trial in the ACT failed. That was due to juror misconduct. I remember we spoke about that at length on this podcast. And then a retrial was abandoned and, you know, there have been a number of investigations as to how and what happened there. And so that was where the story of Bruce Lerman left us until this year. Okay, so that brings us up to speed in terms of the context in which we came to know Mm. Bruce Lerman's name in the news. Mm -hmm. Then how does that connect to this other story that was bubbling along over the last six months or so of a high-profile man in Toowoomba? Yeah, so in January of this year, you would have started to see headlines referring to someone charged with rape who couldn't be named. The alleged rape was said to have taken place in October 2021. Typically, when someone is accused of rape, we're pretty quick in the media to know about it. Mm. An allegation is made public. Why weren't we given the identity of the man in this case? Well, I will just clarify. There was a time where we did know who it was. So on the day that Bruce Lerman first appeared in court in Toowoomba, that court actually published its court list. Right. And his name was on it. Okay. That was very quickly taken offline. Mm. And then from that point on... I think it's safe to say a lot of people in media knew who it was. Right. But no one was allowed to print the name of Bruce Lerman. Why and Why weren't we allowed to print the name? Yeah, so that, well, I mean, there are two reasons. So the first reason we weren't allowed to goes to a Queensland law. Uh, and that was a law that was in place that prevented people accused with rape and other certain sexual offences from being named until they were officially committed to stand trial. So, like, in the process of the kind of judicial system, it was that charges had been laid, but he hadn't been committed to stand trial. And therefore, under Queensland law, the media was not allowed to report his name. These laws were partly based, at least according to Queensland's Attorney General Yvette Darth, on, quote, the false assumption that women maliciously make up complaints to damage reputations. I mean, I think it's pretty clear from that quote that the Queensland government did end up changing those laws. So take me through the process the Queensland government went through to to actually make the change. Yeah, so Queensland's government started the process to change the law in May of this year so that people accused of rape could be named, and that was based on a recommendation from the state's Women's Safety and Justice Task Force. 
Uh, the change was supported by both the government and the opposition. So it was bipartisan. It was, but that doesn't entirely matter because in Queensland they can pass laws through the singular house with a majority, but still significant to add there. And the change in the law that was implemented meant that people officially alleged to have committed a sexual offence could be publicly named when they were charged in the same way as any other alleged So offender. if you robbed a bank, mm-hmm. it, the same would apply. Yeah. So once the law passed Queensland Parliament, a date was set. On the 3rd of October, anyone previously charged with sexual assault in the state who had not yet gone to trial yep. could be identified. But then it was only a couple of weeks after the 3rd of October that Bruce Lerman's name was revealed. Why was there a delay and why didn't we find out on the 3rd of October? Yeah, so then this is the other element of why the media hasn't been able to report. So again, just to reiterate, the first was that Queensland's law restricted the media's ability to report on it. And if we had, there would have been consequences. Mm. Once that was overturned, there was a second reason. And that was because in the law that changed, it allowed the accused to apply if they did not want their name to be published And it would follow that after the law did change, Bruce Lerman launched an application to do just that. According to Bruce Lerman, what was the reason that he gave in terms of why he didn't want his name out there? So his lawyers tried to get his name suppressed for two main reasons. The first was mental health grounds. His mental health. Correct. Uh, And the second was based on his public profile. Right. And so on the first, they argued that publishing his name would harm his already fragile mental health and that it would pose a suicide risk due to a likely media frenzy that would ensue. While they were making this case, a psychologist who had seen Lerman professionally in 2021 and 2022 testified to his, quote, depressed mood and suicidal ideation. And that psychologist agreed that allowing his name to be published would worsen his mental health state. And then the other reason was that he was already so well known from the case that involves Brittany Higgins. The prosecution, as well as several major media outlets, so it was actually really interesting, there was basically every single major media outlet in the country, bar one, that was arguing that Lerman's name should be able to be published. Right, well. The point that was being argued on the other side was that Lerman had stopped formally seeking psychological help and that he wasn't seeking help at this current time and therefore this argument around mental health perhaps didn't stack up. They also argued that his decision in 2023 to conduct what can only be called a major media interview. With Channel 7, right? Correct, Spotlight. And his decision to commence several defamation proceedings relating to Higgins's allegations. They argued that those actions were incompatible with the suggestion that publicity could be harmful to his mental health. Because those things were keeping his name in the headlines. Well, yeah, they were suggesting that he was contributing to perhaps his own personal profile growing by doing those things. And so those arguments were all presented in court. Then Mm -hmm. what happened after that? Yeah, so the magistrate agreed with the media outlets and the prosecution that it was in the public interest at this point to name Lerman and that his decision not to seek continued professional help and to actively pursue media publicity contradicted his lawyer's arguments. The magistrate blocked Lerman's lawyer's bid to keep his name private, but then his lawyers appealed to the Supreme Court of Queensland, and that brings us up to last week. And so that's how these appeals work, is that the kind of status Mm -hmm. quo stays until the appeal is Mm -hmm. heard. What happened when the appeal was heard in the Supreme Court? 
So that was when this news broke. So in a judgment handed down last week, Justice Peter Applegarth noted his task was just basically to decide whether the magistrate had made a reasonable decision, not necessarily whether he agreed with the decision itself. Uh, Essentially, he determined it was a reasonable decision to allow the publication of Bruce Lemon's name and that he could be identified as this high-profile man accused of rape in Toowoomba. So essentially the second that judgment was handed down, those news outlets who had fought to name Lerman hit publish and all at once we were just bombarded by Mm. these push notifications of outlet after outlet after outlet naming him. It's always really interesting when these kind of legal processes and principles interact with the way that the news is reported. But now the name is out there, but the case is still yet to be heard. What, What happens from here? Uh, So the legal proceedings will continue. There's still quite a bit that needs to be settled before the magistrate decides if the case will proceed to trial because, remember, we're not even at that stage yet. And it may not. That's up to the magistrate to decide, um, as we explained earlier. So we're not even at the stage where we can figure out whether Bruce Lerman denies the claims or not, right? So he hasn't, in court, had to enter a plea yet. Right, okay. There's also other legal action that might bring Bruce Lerman back into the news cycle separate to this. That's, again, relating to Brittany Higgins' allegations. So we are likely to hear quite a bit about him. And I think I'd finish just on a note of if anyone has been seeing our coverage of Bruce Lerman and the allegations against him on Instagram and have noticed that we turned off comments Mm. um, and the explanation given was due to an ongoing defamation risk. You know, like we saw with the Brittany Higgins case, there is going to be huge media attention on on this case and comment sections and comments that are made online uh, can serve to prejudice a jury. So I think you'll notice a lot of outlets turning off their comments Uh, in order to allow justice to kind of work as it does without social media getting in the way of it. And this decision in the Supreme Court does change things for us as well. It means that we can cover the story, albeit without comments on. Uh, And so we will definitely keep everyone updated on this. Uh, And a note that if this has brought up anything for you, you can call 1-800-RESPECT-247. That's 1-800-732-737. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Daily Oz. We've loved reading your beautiful reviews on Apple Podcasts. My mum told me that she now understands how to leave me a five-star review. So that's good news. Only took a couple of years. Uh, If you'd like to join my mum and several others who have left lovely comments, um, please do so. It means that, you know, other people can hear about this podcast and learn about it. And that means the world to us. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.